Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 65. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric, Adam, and Caitlin. Hey, everyone. What's up? Hello. That was or should really I say insane. aloha? <laughs> ah, true. Uh, all right, hit him with it. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm way in the past now. I'm in Maui. Past. We're in the future. You're like a real time you guys, traveler. You went. You, you guys went are the in the future. Future to the past. You went from the yeah, future I to did. the past. Yeah, I did. We just the future to the present to the past. We're all two thousand and late. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was for Adam. Thank you. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You're so 2000. Does late. the time does the time change always stay the same in, in Hawaii? It does. Yeah, they don't. I mean, does it change? Savings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's so. Only, I'm only two hours behind right now. I think they should get rid of daylight savings. <laughs> I thought I thought California passed it like two years ago. I remember voting for it. I, I Margo's my wife's dad told me the other day that he uh, he was like I'm pretty sure like I remember something about us trying it and. Or something like that. Yeah, we voted for it a couple of years ago. And then, like, I don't know what happened because you guys are still doing daylight savings. Do the whales mind the time change at all? Are they well, okay they don't it? They don't really like no. feeding, you know, when it's cold. So they wait till they sunset. Don't, out. They don't, and they don't like looking <laughs> at their peck fins at their watches too much. Yeah, and they don't like it when it rains either. Yeah, the water goes down their blowholes. They definitely <laughs> like earthquakes. They like earthquakes. Yeah, the earthquakes yeah. get them going. Maybe that's why they're in California. <laughs> because they get a little Hawaii. They get a little and Hawaii. And Alaska. Yeah. yeah. The whole the whole West Coast song. Whole ring of fire. Yeah, Pacific Rim of Fire. Except I don't know why they ring like the North Atlantic then. But anyways. Well I, food. Same reason we go anywhere is for food. <laughs> <laughs> food and to make babies. That's all that drives the whales. <laughs> drives humans too, basically. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's the basics of biology, right? Survivorship yeah. and passing your genetics Pass on, your on to the next. Yeah. Yep, there you go. I don't like relationships. You don't have to have a relationship to pass your genetic information on. It's nice to. <laughs> nice I mean, to. it's yeah, it would be nice, but, you know, it's not necessary, biologically not kind of, speaking. Not that kind of guy. <laughs> Anyways, that got off track real quick. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm in Maui. So I'm working at Pacific Whale Foundation for a couple months. Again? Uh, again? Yep. So we'll see like what I'm, happens. I'm only coming with... for the Star Cruises. <laughs> I yeah. saw Harriet. We are doing the Star Cruises. Can I ask uh, her again this year? What happens when you can't see the stars? <laughs> <laughs> Is that just because you're baiting her into the... Yes, And I was. did. She's like, this way. She's like... We I'll hadn't gotten to, that, to right? that part in the talk yet for the night, and Eric couldn't wait anymore. <laughs> You're like, I recall something about the tide and the current. And the swell. <laughs> and some <laughs> testicles. Margo <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I literally have, uh, honestly, I think three times we've typed in on Hawaiian Airlines and Alaskan, like, booking flights to Maui. And then we're like, oh, we shouldn't. And then we're like, okay, let's do it on Wednesday. We want to come, but... Just have pulled the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, um, the experience, like getting to the islands, wasn't <clears throat> too crazy. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that. Like, should it have been more difficult? I don't really know. Um, oh. but definitely, like, there's some major considerations about traveling during a pandemic. Um, because that whole idea of 
disease is being brought by foreign travelers to the Hawaiian Islands is not a new concept. So definitely not. Yeah. Um, but overall, like it's going pretty well, all things considered. Um, so yeah, there's been lots of whales around the trips. Pretty much every company is running at 50% capacity or less. Um, and is that aquarium next to your office? Is that open? I think so, but I actually didn't really look too hard when I was over there. You so have to go and to. you have to go to the little turtle pool. Really? <laughs> yeah, Can the only help? thing I ever did in there was work our outreach station in the whale um, building. Yeah, that, is that the one that we went to the talk? Mm. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? The, that the was little... at... That was at the, the uh, sanctuary Noah. office. Yeah. Sanctuary, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Did you pet the turtles? Oh. Oh, no, mean. you're not supposed to touch them. Oh. That Dude, I, I brought my 100 to 400 out, and I was literally in on my knees in the water. Yeah. Like he was like I had, this I close was like, to the water. Yeah, my my lens was like touching the water, and I'm taking photos of turtles like at low perspective. It was so fun. <laughs> when they come up and breathe, he got. To, I mean, those turtle shots he posted last year. That's from that. Yeah, I remember, that. I remember you telling yeah. me about oh. that. I had so much fun shooting those turtles. Yeah. But. So I had to get back in my car and I was like, Mike, I went in in like my clothes basically, I think. I had like a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was I still working? It was you and Amber went and then you came back I think we went again though. I went so many times. I stopped yeah, there you... like every night at sunset. Yeah. You and I went another time. Oh, the turtle pot at the Noah office. I, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Yeah, he just awesome. got in at the aquarium. It's fine. Yeah, they're like they're like sitting on the rocks there too. You can like go like yeah. if you, if it was legal. Yeah, go up there and like pet them pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot feel, of them there. I feel so left out right now. We need to take you. I'd go if you guys yeah. wanna No, we can't do it right now, dude. It's just not acceptable. Yeah, wait things get better. Yeah, there was people checking in um for our snorkel trip. They're like, We're from Huntington Beach and I was like, Ooh, of course you are. You're like, dude, were, you, were like, you at the bar last night? <laughs> Land of no mask. Please keep your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it's a struggle, honestly, on any, I think, whale watch boat to have people follow the rules. Yeah, the whale oh, watch is easier to have people, like, keep their masks on constantly, um, from my perspective, compared to the snorkel trip. Because the snorkel trip, like, oh my god, Wait. like, not oh, this mask or this mask, which one, yeah, well, and then also we're serving them food, and so, um, we Wait have a, a seating second. chart for our boats, so uh -huh. we have like assigned seats that they have to stay in when, and like, we directly serve them everything, we bring okay. them their gear, we bring them their wetsuit rental, we bring them all their meals, um. But yeah, people like after they've been in one of the snorkel sites, then like they're all wet and then, you know, they're drinking water between sites. And so that part's a little tricky. Um, luckily, we're outside in direct sun and it's well ventilated. Yeah. Um, but it is a lot more work on the staff to be like, hey, just a reminder, you do have to wear your mask for the next ride over to the next spot. You know, Disney, that kind Dis of stuff. Disney World had that problem, you know, because people were walking around and then everyone had their mask off and they're here. They all they do, their excuse was, oh, I'm eating this churro. Or, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of our captains are like, hey, don't be that person that just, like, nurses their drink and stands at the railing. Like, if you're going to eat a drink, you need to sit down. And if you're standing, your mask has to be on. Yeah. Which is a good way to explain it. They're like, don't be that person because yeah. you've definitely seen that person on the boat. So yeah. please don't make us People ask were you. doing it every day in Newport. Every day, someone would come on and we'd tell them to put their mask back on. And they would just immediately walk inside and buy a beer or something and then yeah. keep it off the whole trip. Yeah. So if you do choose to go um, whale watching or snorkeling or fishing or whatever during the midst of this global crisis, don't be that person, please. And even even if you don't, don't agree with it, guy. just do it so that we can continue whale watching. Because if, yeah. if like that, it's like then do it for the sake of the people being able to keep their job. You yeah, know what I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've already gotten the uh, we we we're kind of smart mouth sometimes. When I, cause we already get the people, but I have a medical condition. I was like, well, if you have a medical then condition, it's not bad. You should be on the boat. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we had that in Massachusetts. And yeah. I'm like, if your doctor said that you can't wear a mask for four hours, I can guarantee your doctor also said you cannot be yeah. around a hundred strangers for four hours. Yeah. You also so. can't do like outside activities probably at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's hard. People are so over it. Right. And like they see the vaccines are coming and they think like better times are ahead. But like we can't give up now because if we give up now, then the whole vaccine is pointless. It's all pointless. Yeah. Like the virus is going to mutate too much. We're going to have to develop a whole new vaccine and start all over again. All of us yeah. would like to go whale watching like normal. So please keep your masks on. <laughs> Poor favor. Just li live life like normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. I mean, I wore my mask for nine hours straight between getting on the plane getting checked out, you know, yeah. checked in, all of that, getting the rental car. Like, that's not fun, but I did it because you have to. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do, peeps. Yo, yeah. yo. Okay, happy stuff. Happy stuff. Okay, oh. so happy things. I heard whales singing underwater. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad. What were they it saying? Really nice. Uh, I think they were singing happy birthday, but I don't really know. I don't speak whale. When the heck I'm was your birthday? What? What? <laughs> it was your birthday? No, not mine. Yeah, dude. My the whales are singing April. happy birthday to each other, dude. Yeah, they're all oh. born this time of year, so they're all singing happy birthday to each other. Oh, yeah, January, February. That's yeah, right. right. Wait, we don't know when, are you, don't know when are you, they're born. Are you a tourist, Caitlin? Am I a tourist? A, to a tourist. You're a tourist, yes. yes. Oh, my God, tourist squad. How can you not tell? I meet all the descriptions to a T. <laughs> oh my god, those with the side of freaking ratos. All right, whale time. <laughs> yeah, whale time. So, yeah, I saw yeah. humpback whales. Humpback and whales? Green sea turtles. And hawksbill sea turtle. And there was a whale shark. Nice. In area. Area. <laughs> yeah, shark. there's a whale shark sighting in our area and a pelagic manta ray on the Lahaina side. I hope a we stumble across those. That's the big one. Um, yeah. And then I also saw some good birds. I saw a white-tailed tropic bird. Nice. And a masked booby. And lots of rainbows. Lots of rainbows? Yeah, dude. I'm in Hawaii. Land of rainbows. Day geckos? Of the rainbows. I saw one day gecko at the airport. Will it still be there when I get there? Oh, I'm sure. It was at the airport? Yeah. Where was it flying? He was directing the um, plane into the parking spot. You're a jerk. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was waiting to get picked up uh, so I could go pick up my actual vehicle. I dropped my rental car off, and it was like climbing on the wall where I was waiting for my Uber. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys see? Slater, what did you see? I saw uh, inshore bottlenose dolphin pod of three with the sea lion. Wow. And Double so, marine mammal sighting. So my wife's parents have a Duffy, and for those of you who don't live in the area, well, pretty much anywhere other than California doesn't really have Duffies, I don't think. Basically, a Duffy is, is really it's just a name brand of a boat. It's a boat brand. But they make electric electric boats, and it's also like kind of the style of the boat too. It's really weird. It's like there's another there's other people that make these boats, but they're not as popular. So Duffy is like the brand and the style, I guess. I don't know. But so there's these little electric boats, and they have one in Seal Beach. And we uh, were taking my wife's friend out. We were going out on the boat, our friend Ari and her boyfriend, and we were cruising. And then next thing you know, it's bottlenose dolphin inside the harbor, way inside the harbor too, like. Pretty deep in there and right in front of the canals, which was pretty cool. I wonder if they go through the canals. They must, huh? Probably. I mean, they were right in front of them. Why wouldn't they go through? I mean, if there's food up there. There's food, yeah. Eat some sp- those spotties in there and sand bass. Oh, my God. Can you imagine seeing one walk come up with a spotty in his mouth? That'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. You always see people with the like in uh, Bolsa Chica with the Osprey with the spotties in their mouths. That's pretty cool too. So I kicked the dust up on the Duffy, dude. We were rocking about four knots, six, maybe four to six <laughs> knots, dude. Woo! And uh, they came over. They they came over and bow rode for like a point eight seconds. That's my. That <laughs> like, was my life for a month. Sounds on about that delivery. That sounds like inshore bottlenose. <laughs> oh, I saw bottlenose dolphin too in Cali. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had an epic, and, and it was sunset. And I thought Perfect. I was taking photos on my phone because I was like driving slash like leaning out the side, and I thought I was like really low to the water. I was I was missing the capture button, and so like I was like, all lined up with the sunset, <laughs> and I got one of like nothing. I was so bummed. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, God, I have to start bringing my camera on the freaking Duffy now in the harbor just in case <laughs> epic moments come up. <laughs> it was really pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's a whale tail. Oh, cool. and I saw a license plate that said, what was it, Adam? Nine WTs or something? Oh, I saw that. Nine like WTs. Whale tail. Yeah. It was something like that. But it had a whale as the license plate, too. Yeah. Really? It was the, cool. the humpback well, you know, plate. You know the California plate, Eric, with the humpback yeah. whale on it? Yeah. It was that, but it also said, like, nine WT. And it was like, yeah, nine, I don't know, maybe you see nine whale tails. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. It's all my whale uh, stuff that I've seen this <laughs> this year <laughs> well, so far. Adam has his um. Yeah, dude, mine's boat worse. Yard, boat yard defeat look. <laughs> dude, today was awful. That's all. I'm too say. much. All right. <laughs> today was just awful. That's all I will say. So yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in the middle of boat yard hell. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's all right. We'll be back soon. Hopefully, hope I, I'm just gonna knock on. Knock on wood, it's going to make you appreciate it a lot more than it really the first is. Nice day you have out, you're going to be like, oh man. Oh, I think the first, I think the first day, yeah, like mid February is what we're aiming for, or early February. But even like, you, dude, February is way better for gray whales, way better. And and we get humpbacks back that time of year too. We actually some 
a sighting for me that that wasn't a sighting but there was like 10 humpbacks like three miles outside of our harbor like yesterday didn't you just go on a boat with your friend like a day ago yeah but we just like did like the little like harbor cruise and just like and it was it was really bad hello huh i saw you having a yeah dude are you old enough to have that sir Yes. Yeah, actually. let me see your ID. Dude, Adam looks like Zuko right now. <laughs> you see his hair coming down? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Caitlin? What did you say? He just had like the one little curl coming down. Like coming like Superman. Down. It's Superman. Like Kaniki? Yeah, Hickey yeah. from Kaniki, dude. Like like super, like Superman. Adam's Clark. probably never Clark. seen that movie. Nah, no, dude. dude. He's probably never even heard of it. He's too young. I don't know what, I don't know what you just said. Grease? Oh Grease? Grease oh, Grease? Uh, is that the one with like the sharks and the jets? No, that's West Side <laughs> Story, bro. <laughs> what? John, John Travolta, dude. Oh, my God. John Travolta at his prime. Yeah, John Travolta. Is that the one based off the drug dropout? that's like Pony Boy? <laughs> he's cool dropout. <laughs> Wasn't there a character no, named okay. like Rizzo, Not like the dolphin? Rizzo, the girl. Yeah, with the curly hair. I don't think it's spelled the right way. Oh, wait. Did it's I see Z's, I think. Is it, is it my turn? Yes. I'm the guy you guys all hate right now. Yeah, no, much. I don't hate you. Since we last since we last talked like killer wells every day. Yeah, like two two pods of killer wells. I saw Fat Finn with some friends and then someone else. And then Humpbacks have slowly fizzled out of the area, and the gray whales are here pretty consistently. So I had nine gray whales. I think was it Saturday. Oh, I forgot, but one day, yeah, there was there's a lot. So other than that, things are going good. Rizzos are around. Wetter's been uh, wetter has been good. Sea conditions have been sh- crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Big yeah. swell. Big swell, big. I saw your cool big. photos where like the whales are in the swell though. Yeah, I'm not doing that on purpose. <laughs> no, I know you're not doing it. No, on I purpose. think that's the coolest when it's like, you know, we've all they're seen that where they're you? breaching on the top of the swell. Yeah. Yeah, and it happened. Like I told Patrick, look, the great whales above you. So it was like, it's been like that the last few days. Uh, cool. I yeah, I even went to Mavericks the other day because it's been, you know. Uh, just, yeah, but I want to move back so bad, dude. <laughs> There's just so much to go see, especially when there's like slow times, you know. Yeah, it's great over here. I love it. And then finding, rescuing, and rescuing uh, newts and all kinds of fun stuff as usual. Rescuing? You didn't say you were rescuing. You just said you were finding newts. What'd you rescue? You them in the middle of the road. I was moving them out in the middle of the road. Oh. Oh. You thought you were like taking them to an animal hospital, dude, and giving them mouth to mouth. <laughs> yeah, I give them CPR. Sometimes they just they can't breathe, so. Yeah. See, I'm the jerk who takes a picture of him before how, he them out of the road. How do how do you get how do you resuscitate a newt? Because don't they like breathe through their skin also? Yeah, you gotta put the whole thing in your mouth. Oh god, <laughs> isn't that poisonous? Uh, yeah, they have. And uh, you die, but you save them, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, these newts, yeah, have a picture of the toxin on them. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so you should definitely lick your hands after you pick them up. Rub your eyes, lick your hands, yeah. Yeah. Your like you just ate a piece of fried chicken, yeah. Please yeah. don't do that. Do don't not do that, listen everyone. to any yeah. of the advice we're giving on this podcast. Don't listen to Eric. Speaking of this, well, one time, I know we talked about it like a long time ago, but one time I was on the Blackfin with John, and 
we legit were looking up to a whale from the wheelhouse of the black fin. That's pretty yeah. high up. Yeah. yeah. I think they were like 20-foot swells. Yeah. And we were like, these humpbacks was fluking at the top of this thing above the boat. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Luckily, they've been like 17, 20 seconds apart. Yeah, they're just big hills. Yeah. Like a roller coaster. Yeah, you're on the upper deck of one of those big boats, and you lose sight of the upper deck of another big boat, and you're like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) These are pretty big. It's tough. We've been finding things. I can't wait to get on top of a swell so I can pull out the binoculars and look around, (laughs) because... Especially right now with gray whales, you know, uh, any swell over like 15 feet is going to block a blow. So it's like, fuck. I mean, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> parents are going to kill me. <laughs> and they go out on your boat. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Busted. Uh, well, should we talk about some whale news? Because we have a lot of it. Whale news. Look, we got a happy whale news first. The happy whale, whale news. news. Yeah. No, we should end on happy news. Okay, fine. Let's talk about the sad stuff. Okay. (laughs) Can you still go whale watching in the San Juans? Can we start with that? Jeez. Um, yeah, we can can start with that. You have to stay what a mile away from the whale. You bring a telescope now, right? Well, wait. It it went through. (laughs) It went through. I don't know what's going on. It's so depressing. Ask Adam. He look at his face right now. He looks like he's got full of information. To jump off the top of the con- <laughs> Adam the looks lost to me. I'm not gonna stress, lie, yeah. dude. Adam needs like a little bang energy, dude, or a Red Bull. I, I am a little out of it today. I never forget when we gave Eric a, a Red Bull for the first time, and then he started like drinking them on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had an energy drink in like centuries, and then we're on the boat and he's like, let's give Eric a Red Bull. <laughs> Didn't he's work out. Caitlin's frozen. Oh, he's a good naturalist when he uh, when he drinks Red Bull. Oh, you're saying I'm not a good naturalist? <laughs> Caitlin is frozen. Oh God, what do we do? It must be really She's, cold in Hawaii. She, she keeps us on track. Hi. Oh, Sorry. My Wi-Fi dropped out. I don't know what happened. Probably one of the geckos disconnected. Oh, dang! She's seriously. Really what? So the gecko. Really probably- We're talking bad about yeah. you, so you'll have to figure it out on the. <laughs> if you get the list back. Maybe one of those geckos walked. I mean, chameleons walked over from Kula and disconnected your Wi-Fi. Probably. So Disconnected the week. Day geckos? I haven't seen day geckos at my house, but admittedly, I haven't really looked. Let's talk about uh, this Sri Lanka ship zone, ship, ship strike zone. Sad. It's also sad. Well, yeah. Did you want to do the sad news first? I'm confused. Yeah, sad did first. Sad? Yeah, sad first. Okay. So, do you want to talk about San Juan Islands or Sri Lanka? San Juan's. We don't know about it. We, we, we don't know about the San Juan Islands. Caitlin so does. You get your Google going. You open your and Google see if it passed or not. Um. Um, so this is proposed rules for 2021. Um, and I think the first paragraph is pretty good. Uh, summary of how we've been describing it. So it says heightened industry regulations set to take effect at in the commercial whale watching sector in 2021 to protect southern resident, uh, they say orca whales, but that's not right. To protect southern resident killer whales, ignore the role of tour operators in conservation, fail to regulate the main producers of marine noise, and do nothing to increase salmon production for endangered whales, tour operators Got said. Em. Got them. Yeah, so that's pretty much all the same things we've been saying. Um, 
This is saying that commercial whale watching companies can view southern resident orcas during two-hour periods from 10 a.m. to noon and 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily, July through September. So, I guess all the other months you can't look at them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've been looking at it like, huh? It's just, honestly, it's so weird up there. And then it says the rules restrict the number of commercial vessels to three within a half mile of the group of whales and includes penalties for violations. Um, Tours for non-resident orcas, so things like uh, transient killer whales and then all the baleen whales and other odonocetes are not affected by the new regulations. And the article, which I'll, we'll include on the Facebook um, show notes, talks to a lot of different folks up in San Juan Islands, and they weigh in <clears throat> on how this is a bad idea. You know, a lot of them are saying only the whale watch boats are having regulations citing to reduce noise, but, like, the ferries are still operating. The container ships are still coming in. The military vessels are still transiting the area um and the worst ones are the private boaters like i don't know how many times when i worked up in washington that i saw private boaters literally ignore six or seven boats that are honking at them like clearly like staying our distance and like i get it like sometimes you don't know like if you're a private boater you don't know what's going on but like you can take a hint if there's like six boats honking at you yeah hailing you over the radio and you just like bomb over a group of killer whales i've seen it happen yeah a million times and that's what that's what um uh, Pete Hankey was saying in the article is that like they're kind of like a a signal to other boats to slow down or divert traffic when they're all stopped watching whales because they're basically exactly. like a roadblock. Exactly. Um, and then um, the Pacific Whale Watch Association actually has a, a log of what are the those sentinel actions that you're talking about. So like honking and hailing people on the radio and that kind of stuff. And they said from July to September of 2020 they had 293 incidences of sentinel actions where they tried to get other boats to comply with the regulations sounds about right in 2020 like that's not even and that was that was and that was a slow year yeah yeah insane and so and then by their estimates looking at the impact of how they're going to be watching the southern residents from here on out the association estimate estimates that there'll be a 71% decrease in um, sentinel actions performed by the tour boats during that same set of months, just because they're not going to be allowed to be out there. Mm. So like you're potentially losing 71% of your protection. When you, know, you really, and the funny thing is, yeah, it's totally true because when, at least the times I was there, it seems like sound watch more watches the whale watchers who know what they're doing instead of the private boaters. <laughs> For sure. I was like, uh, shouldn't you be watching that Yahoo and the freaking, you know, boat right there? That's not even the yeah, for me out here. Sound, yeah. sound watch is one thing. Um, sound watch is one thing. W- WDFW is like the main enforcer of, you know, uh, rules and regulations uh, in Washington. And I've seen them ticket a couple people up there, but for the most part, it's like you just kind of get a stern warning. But who knows? I mean, there's, yeah, it, it's great to have something like that that actually is regulating and enforcing the rules. Um, but at the same time, you, you can't catch catch everything, and <clears throat> it's it's just such a such a huge problem. They're just yeah. again, they're just ignoring the issues at hand, which they've done for the past however many years. Yeah, and 
just trying to blame it on whale watchers, I guess. Another good point that they make, which I guess there is a study done by the Port of Vancouver in British Columbia, which I want to see if they have a link to it somewhere in the article. But they're attributing only 0.6% of marine vessel noise to whale watch boats in the sound. Yeah. So, like, you're not you're not making any significant impact on the noise reduction to, in my opinion, it's like half a percent Yeah, and you're going to destroy your local economy. Potentially you're going to ruin a lot of relationships with boats that are trying to be good stewards. Yeah. You're... What if they can't even hear the boats like that way? I mean, I'm sure they can hear the boats and it's overwhelming. It's sure like they living can. next to a freeway, but it's like, okay, you live next to a freeway and then you tell all the electric vehicles they can't drive on it anymore. That's <laughs> exactly, exactly what it's like. Like, is it really going to be any quieter? And the thing about like the boats out there, yeah, but... especially, they're not like the size of the boats we have out here. And it's not like no, we're they're all going they, taking... they all have like outboards. Yeah, and we're not taking 20 knot laps, you know, around the whales. We're literally almost at a stop when we're watching whales, even our big yeah. boats, you know? So it's like, ugh. The cargo yeah. ships aren't stopping. The ferries, you know, might slow down. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And then Soundwatch also said that in their interactions with recreational vessels, 71% of recreational boaters in the state of Washington were not aware of whale watch regulations regarding distance or speed near exactly. any whales. Well, so, there you go. Well, yeah, also they weird. can claim that, though. That's a very easy thing to claim when you're getting in trouble. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, oh, I didn't know that it was a forty. Uh, you know, I didn't know I was doing fifty and a forty-five. Just, like, it's so interesting yeah. though because that's that is such big news up in that part of the world, like whale watching in Washington and you know British Columbia. It's just like it, I feel like stuff's always on the news. Like everybody heard about Taliqua carrying her her dead calf for seventeen days. That right? was very viral. But Adam, you could tell people that you're looking at a blue whale on the same boat, and you're in a fifty-foot boat. And they will ask you what whale you're looking at two minutes later. So oh, one hundred percent, we get that. Don't every pay attention, bro. Or they 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 see they see the photo of the killer whale, but they don't read the article. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unfortunately, these people who are saying, uh, you know, knocking whale watching have never been whale watching. You know, yeah, so they don't see how we behave out there and stuff like that. And it's and once again, it's the people who think they love animals you know but they're not out there actually with them and seeing what's going on and once the economic you know factor hits them watch hotels are going to take a hit you know restaurants, restaurants. are going to take a hit they're going to feel and it yeah. both of those sectors of the industry are yeah. already suffering victoria you know just friday friday harbor area itself you know watch you know anacortes will, will probably feel a little bit yeah, yeah. and then like oh she's so bad the other point, which we always bring up, is there's a great side-by-side -side case example when you want to talk about the si very similar species, you know, yep. potentially subspecies of each other and noise, and then reproductive success. The um, big population of killer whales in the last eight years has had over it's 100 boomed. babies. Yeah. And the southern residents have had less than 20, mm -hmm. I think, in the last eight years. And... Like they and live in the same space. Half of them have survived, probably. Yeah. yeah. And they but live in the same space, but they eat a that. different thing. Yeah. They yeah. just want to see what they want to see. Yeah. And so, oh, ignore that there's no food. Oh, what dams, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if people are feeling like we're just kind of like running on a hamster wheel with this one, what I would say is <clears throat> if you want to do something, um, 
you can write the Southern Resident Killer Whale Task Force um, and make public comments. You can also, um, if you're in the area and you want to support one of those local whale watch businesses, they're still going to go out and see whales. Um, and you can also get plugged in with the groups that are advocating for the dams to come down on the Snake River. Uh, because that's, I mean, until we solve the salmon issue, there's no, in my opinion, there's no solution. So if you're looking for something to do, those are some good options. You know, send your comments or your opinions to the task force, advocate for the dams. And if it's safe to do so, still go whale watching. Cause you're one, solution is pro- one solution is probably get politicians that believe in science. Oh, they say that well, out loud. Yeah, that too. You should vote. You should always vote. Yeah. That's for sure. <sighs> okay, I was so sad was... before, and now I'm more sad. I know. Uh, one, one hard one. I'm shutting <laughs> out my window. Stop, Eric. That's not your one story. Your one story place. No, he it's is two. on the upper floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, not in the shack anymore. Oh wait, the shack I was still on the up. I had an upstairs shack. Okay, All so right, you want to talk next? about the other sad one? Go down yeah. the sure. sadness. Why not? Let's start 2021 off right. Okay, so I came across <laughs> this article uh, called Strike Zone. Sri Lanka is a leading place for whales getting hit by ships. Don't um, go there, whales. Yeah, so Sri Lanka is, um, I think it's kind of an, I would consider it a new frontier for ocean science because for a long time, uh, because of the political situation there, people couldn't get out on the ocean and do science out there. Um, and if you know who Dr. Asha DeVos is, She's like the blue whale lady of Sri Lanka. She's super cool. Um, She does talk a little bit about that and about how there was this huge um, accessibility issue with doing science out there for a long time. But now they're starting to learn um, a lot of things about the ocean around Sri Lanka. And it is actually one of the best places in the world to see sperm whales and blue whales, especially if you want to be in the water with them. Um, And little pygmy blue whales. Yeah. But it's also how, how one did, of the. Did he go at him? Hold on, let's make him do it again. I don't how think they're that small. Did he go? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Pause. Pause. Eric and Adam, you both posted while we're podcasting. God no, damn we're it, Slater. stinkers! And, and, and I, I yelled at Adam. I yelled at I yelled at Adam. I said, "No talking while we're, or no posting while we're podcasting." He said, "He wrote me and said, Yo, yell at Eric.' He posted too." <laughs> <laughs> You little stinkers. All right, back to Sri Lanka. Okay, back back to class, you hooligans. Um, <laughs> so, now that there have been studies done around Sri Lanka, they're starting to realize that the ship strike issue um, is very big in Sri Lanka. They're reporting it as probably one of the most common places for whales to suffer from ship strike now that they have some data. Um. And so this article that I looked up really just kind of like teases out all the details of like why it happens um, and that kind of stuff. But I just didn't, I didn't even really think about it. Like, I mean, we live on, in the U.S., we have some ports that are also huge for ship strike. Um, and obviously it happens in other places around the world, but I just didn't even realize that these populations of whales that were just barely figuring out how many there are, what what habitat space they use. They're in, like, one of the hot zones for ship strikes, which is too bad. 
I can't. I mean, I can't really. Ima- I know the um, Sri Lankan blue whale population. Uh, um, the residents there, right? For the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, I see we see signs of ship strike in the channel pretty often, or, or really close encounters with whales that are here for maybe half the year. So I can't even imagine how much that would change if you have whales there that, that are there all year round feeding and, and breeding and that are just constantly in the ship strike zone. That's, that's a little scary. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, let's see who's been tracking it. Whale and dolphin conservation oh. said they had seven ship strikes in just 2011 alone was one of their big years. I mean, for populations of whales that like your percent biological removal is one or less than one, having five or more whales die in your population is pretty bad for your recovery. Plan. Yeah, that is. So, um, and a percent biological removal, if anybody doesn't know what that is, is basically scientists look at like the the population numbers and they have some modeling based on like uh, birth rates, average birth rates and, and, uh, calving success. And then they decide how many whales could die in that population each year from a non-natural cause and not have an effect on the overall population. And so for, for most blue whale populations around the world, the PBR is one or less than one because they're so endangered. Um, and then, like, I think humpbacks in California for a long time has been, like, three or five or something. So it's still not that many. Like, you can't lose adult whales to non-natural causes and then not have a negative impact, even though their populations are rebounding in some places. So Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think that's more most sad of, news. That's is that it for sad this. news? Um, well, the rest of them are less sad. Yay. Wow. Uh, this one's not less sad. It's gonna kill us, lobstermen. Oh no, they're saving the whale. This one, they're saving the whale. <laughs> what? What's killing us? Well, naturally? the lobstermen. Yeah, it's sad for the lobstermen. It's not necessarily sad for the other whales. Do you want to talk about that one, or do you want to talk about the new? Oh, it's one? gonna kill us. Wait. Saying it like kill their industry. Wait, yeah. I have one. I have one. You have one. Yeah, a happy one. Do you want to save the happy ones for the end, or do we need a happy one in the I middle? I feel like we. Need, I feel like up. we need like a little happy one. To, to okay, do your do your happy one. Um, there was a stranded uh, killer whale in the UK, and it was about three to four years old. But they saved it; they got it back. I ocean. saw that. Yeah, so go. it looks like it stranded live on the beach. Yeah, and it looked like in Shetland, right? Uh, something like that. Uh, it was Orkney or something. Did I see uh, what's her name saving a whale again too? Who? Oh. The lady uh, in New Zealand. I uh yeah, what's her name? Ingrid. 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 I don't know. Her Ingrid Visser. More than I think others do. She was like, "That's her brother right there, just right outside." I'm gonna... and she was saving him. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> First off, they're trying to push this killer whale. I'm like, dude, you guys are pushing a freaking killer whale. Like, push a killer whale. <laughs> There's like four people pushing this huge male. Like, did you see that video, or am I? Is that old? Yeah, no. There's a lot. There's old. a lot of hers. <laughs> I think it's old, but like out of everywhere that's had like multiple live strandings of killer whales, it's like it's her, the whale she works with. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) 
She probably gets to but... swim with killer whales more than anyone, huh? Yeah, definitely. It looks like with this killer whale in uh, Shetland that you're talking about, Adam, they used like a stretcher to kind of get it like righted or like once they had enough water underneath it to kind of get it oriented back out and then it like swam off on its own. Yeah. And then... and so they were saying it was like um, people that were just like walking and found it and like called the local um, rescue team and they're like, hey, there's like a dolphin on the beach and they showed up. And it was like a killer whale, which is. I don't know much about UK's population of killer whales. Um, I don't think they're very common. I don't think uh, anyone knows a whole lot. Of, I yeah, know. I don't think they even know. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. that Shetland population that's in serious decline, but um, like or there, yeah, there are other ones I don't think they really know too much about. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was a small enough animal to where they were able to, I think, like you said, get it on a stretcher and get it out to sea, and. It, it was small enough to obviously get it out there, but it was also old enough to not really be totally dependent or nursing on mom. So, you know, hopefully it was able to get back out there and relocate its pod. Um, but that's a little happy story. You know, we like, yeah. we like seeing strandings. I mean, we don't Aww. like seeing strandings. We like seeing rescues of yeah. animals that have been stranded for whatever reason. Um, yeah, hopefully it finds its, its pad and is okay. Yeah. okay. Um, okay, now back so to sad news. I have a sad stranding story because it didn't end well. It was supposed um, to go happy, happy news. Jeez. No, sad, sad, happy, sad, sad, happy. happy. <laughs> okay, out my second story. so the only reason that this one caught my attention is because of where it was. Um, but I think we've kind of talked about this before. Like, how do you get a dead whale off the beach, right? A lot of the time, Dynamite! Uh, no, don't do dynamite. You're an Oregon learned, person. You if you've learned anything from Oregon's hard lesson that they learned, what do about not ja- use dynamite. What about Japan's hard lesson? Where they put it on the truck and it exploded. Was that Japan? That was I Taiwan. Taiwan. Was it Taiwan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't put it on a flatbed truck either. And um, drive it to the main city the on best. the main road. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to do it is uh, just to bury it. So oftentimes they'll like cut it up into pieces, kind of depends on what their plan is with necropsy and all that kind of stuff. But this humpback whale washed up at Barnegat uh, Light, which is where I got stuck on that delivery for a couple days. So I was (laughs) like, oh, memories. (laughs) Um, But it was during that big nor'easter on Christmas. And so the whale carcass froze solid. That's gross. So they couldn't cut it up. (laughs) You see that? (laughs) It was frozen. Yes, I see that, Eric. Thank you for that. That's how that this so that I was just telling Caitlin in Oregon when they blew up that whale, they uh, they they're proud they're proud of it. So they actually the city actually sells these stickers and shirts. November twelfth, nineteen seventy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's showing it blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so basically they just like dug a huge trench and like pushed it in it and then buried it, and we'll see what happens when it thaws back out. <laughs> frozen whale frozen dead whale who would have thought she put in carbonite huh? you don't watch uh, star wars no carbonite what yeah, yeah. Han solo. put han solo in i don't know you heard of the star wars right there's like yes her and solo boba fett yes Ewoks, darth vatter 
Right Star- Taft, number four. How about that, you guys? Three and four. Did you, did you post two? Huh? Yeah, there's two back-to-back there. Okay, so um, since we last podcasted, there have been two more Wrightwell calf births. Uh, number three was born uh, somewhere around December 18th was the first recorded, so probably a few days before that. And it was a, a right whale, North Atlantic right whale named uh, Chiminea. And I think Chiminea has a story. Oh, she's the first of the 2009 Northern right whale calf cohort um, to be sighted with a calf of her own. I feel like maybe it was her or someone else um, was also disentangled. It might be the fourth mom. Let's see. Wait a second, you guys. Can you go whale watching in Tampa right now? Where? Um, they go dolphin watching, but Tampa. Yeah, well, they go that, dolphin well, that's watching. where they're finding these right whales at. On that yeah. side. Yeah. No. What? It's no. The, no. On the, other the person side. that shot the photo is from the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Yeah, but they fly um, helicopter. Okay, service. I was like, well, where are they going? That's they're over there. Uh, well, they do see them in the Gulf of Mexico, though. Occasionally, very rarely, but yeah. Remember that video of the Paris of the um, yeah. <laughs> parasailer yeah. that <laughs> almost ran. Oh yeah! Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, they're that saying there? that. Yeah, that's the goal. has been seen along Flagler Beach and Ponce Inlet, Florida, which is like just north of where I dropped off that boat in Stewart. Um, and then mom number four was the December 29th. They saw uh, Nosset, so catalog number 2413 is also a mom, and they saw her off the coast of Georgia. Hmm. And then this is saying that Chiminea and Calf have been sighted by uh, beachgoers and residents between Flagler Beach and Ponce Inlet in addition to the survey seeing them. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you give me that last beach? I'm trying to look up where it is. Flagler and Ponce Inlet. Flagler. 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 Oh, Flagler Beach, Florida right here. Yeah. I think I mean, um, it's still pretty. Uh, it's below Jacksonville. Okay, it's not too far. Jacksonville. Yeah. Can you go whale watching there? Or what? I went by those areas, which kills me that we didn't see any. <sighs> but I mean, honestly, what are the are you, odds? Were you looking? Yes, but we were on the inside passage for most of it, so that's why. Manatees. I know. I did see manatees. The so the Center for Coastal Mamas. Studies, I think, posted a story about one of the moms. Um. It's weird. It's not like they're even go- well. I guess they kind of are going pretty far down that- from Massachusetts, huh? Yeah, not as far as the humpbacks, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of like yeah, California. They don't go very far, huh? Um, if you think about it, no, oh, they're going pretty far. They're, they're... They go pretty far. Let's see. You know where I want to go right now? Straight up, dude. What? Cabo. Oh, Cabo. Yeah. I, that's where I ran. I ran to the bathroom. Cabo. I want to go down there. I want to go hit the Pelagic Safari up and swim with some sharks. And oh, see here's back whale. I found the story. You ready? Go for so, it. So in 2011, the aerial survey team at Center for Coastal Studies um, identified a right whale with 100 feet of line coming from its mouth and wrapped around its body. 
They were able to successfully disentangle it. Um, Ten years later, this whale is now known as Chiminea and has given birth to her first calf. Hmm. So um, it's a pretty big deal when you start to see, like, the efforts of disentanglement teams and then that whale goes on to contribute to the population. Because a lot of times, you know, they disentangle a whale, it disappears, sometimes you never see it again. You don't often get success stories where you're like, we saved this whale and now it's having baby whales. That's so, pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> and then Wait. I don't have the link for it, but there was also a right whale calf sighted off the Canary Islands by itself. Hmm. It had fetal folds, um, but mom was not there. Hmm. And... Um, some boaters got some GoPro footage of it, and I'm assuming nice. you just you would call Jeez. this a North Atlantic right whale, right? Like, it's not a Southern right whale, even though it's no, it's got to be North Atlantic. Way the heck over there. Where was it? Off the Canary Islands. Islands. Off of Africa. But like, there's Southern right whales that use the coast around South Africa, but like, it's completely the wrong time of year for it to wander too far up from there. So it had to have wandered. All the way down the other side? Like, that's wild. <laughs> like, what? He's so Ross. So I Ross. can't wait for the gray whales to make it across, dude. It's gonna be sh- the day that comes, it's going to be awesome. Probably <laughs> not for the planet, though. That because It's not good for the planet, I guess, because that means the ice melted enough to where they don't <laughs> mind going that way. Well, they had those ones in Namibia. So. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. I, if I can track down the link, I'll put it in the Facebook comments with the rest of the show notes. But, um, yeah, that was an interesting but maybe kind of sad uh, story because with no mom around, I think that's not a good, it's in the wrong place and it's mom is gone. I don't think it's going to go well. So yeah. Right row. Right row. Okay. One more kind of interesting slash sad one. Um, also about right whales. So in Maine or in Mass- in Massachusetts and Maine, I guess, Um, They're proposing multiple amendments to their current rules regulating fixed gear fisheries, so like pot and line fisheries like lobster and crab, um, to help further protect the North Atlantic right whale. But the lobstermen obviously don't like that. Um, Some of them are claiming they're going to lose about 30% of their income. Others are saying that their business isn't going to be viable anymore, so they might just sell it out. Um, And what's happening is there's... The current gear closure for certain areas that have been identified as like critical areas for right whales is from February 1st to April 30th around the waters of Massachusetts. Um, but the division, their amendment would give them the authority to extend the trap closures if right whales remain present in those zones beyond April 30th. So it's basically going to like delay lobster season. Mm. Nice. Um, so let's see. I don't know if there's any other um, information on the new regulations, but um, they also cite that number of 366 for the population of right whales. And they're saying that's coming from the Division of Marine Fisheries in Massachusetts. So remember how we kept throwing that number around? And I was like, I don't know where it came from. Yeah, it's from them. Yeah. And. They're saying, you know, entanglements and vessel strikes remain the top two killers for right whales. Um, The other proposed regulations include uh, maximum buoy 
line diameter of no more than three eighths of an inch. And the, the buoy lines have to be rigged uh, with these brake lines. So at uh, 1700 pounds of tension, they, the line to the pot just breaks. So they have these weak points throughout all of their gear sets. So if an animal, cause you, you guys have all seen it when a whale gets entangled, they thrash, they breach, they take yeah. their tail. So when a whale does that, instead of the line just like crimping tighter, it'll break. And then hopefully most of the gear will come off. I wonder I, if um, where they came up with that, 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 uh, you know, tension, like, oh, use it. It has to break here like a calf. I'm just wondering if a calf is still strong enough to break that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that that was probably a compromise between you know, having gear that's not going to constantly break down for the fishermen and then have and having a tension point that most adults could break just to reduce the stress and, and workload on the disentanglement team. Yeah. Because um, I remember they put that in a couple years ago and now they're just um, even like, I think even the trailer buoy lines and stuff, all of that has to be different diameter with the breakaway points, all that stuff. Yeah, I was filming a gray whale, um, like right in front of the wedge in Newport, just cruising, you know, north, and I watched it go right into a lobster buoy, and when it hit, when it felt, when it like realized that it hit the line, it kicked so hard, like it threw its tail and it kicked. I, I lost the video. I think I lost that whole hard drive back then, but it, uh, yeah, it was crazy to watch, like its reaction to, like when it realized. I don't think it even saw it, like. I feel like if it's in front of their face, they don't see that. I don't know. It is weird. It definitely like ran into it. When its tail hit it, though, it kicked. Visibility Ooh. sucks right there by the wedge, too. All that sand churned up. So Yeah, they don't. I think that I they can only see thing. like three feet in front of Like, you know, three feet at the most. So I don't think they see that well. I mean, I think they have pretty good eyesight, but it just depends on the visibility of water that they're in. Yeah. Like, we're talking Maui waters. Like, geez. Yeah. So they had a public comment period for the Division of Marine Fisheries, um, and then the advisory committee is going to get together on the 7th, so in a couple days. Um, so we'll see what they come up with, but they're trying their best to protect right whales that are just continuously spiraling down this decline that's pretty rapid. Um, so yeah, we have to figure out how to coexist, right? Yep. Okay, that's it for the sad news. Yay! Happy this news. Next, I, th I thought we were doing happy news. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of happy, kind of sad. That fish behind you, Caitlin. Does yes, a big um, print. Is that a ulua? Kiyotaku. Yeah. I want. It's I Amanda's. Want. Oh, that's a big ulua. Yeah. Um. So. There's a new population of blue whales in town. Woohoo! Yeah. Is this all just based again, once again, on song and calls? Yes. Okay. Yes. So scientists discover a new population in the Indian Ocean, um, in the Western Indian Ocean, based on an analysis of sound recordings from the region. So the article originally went out in Endangered Species Research. And it's saying that these whales have their own song that is distinct enough from any other blue whale population that they're getting an identifier as their own unique population. 
That's pretty cool. So um, it's Austin... Indian, Indian Ocean, so it's little West. blue whale, right? Um, I think they have big and little they're blue both. whales there. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. <laughs> so Asha's quoted in here um, saying, you know, ocean's still, still the last frontier, right? Like, it's the that's a really very cool unexplored, picture. and this kind of shows, you know. That fo- the photo for the for this article is really cool. I don't know why it looks like really beautiful. Yeah, his blue whale tails are beautiful. Yeah, but like the the blue whale tails like in motion with the waters. Not I don't know. It's weird. It's cool though. Cool photo. And let's see what else they. So does that make? Are, are we saying ten populations of blue whales now with this? Over nine thousand. Think so. Let's look. There was still a bidet, bidet, uh, debate between nine and ten before we even knew about this. So is it ten and eleven? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. Cause I'm a nerd. All I know is that we have a population of blue whales here, and they're freaking sweet. Yeah, they are. They're my friends, for sure. I'm not going to lie, I really like blue whales in the Sea of Cortez. Yeah, I mean, pretty that's epic. pretty awesome. But... I like blue whales in any sea. No, but I like seeing them in the Sea of Cortez. I know they're the same. I've seen a whale there. We saw They've seen whales here and in Monterey. In Secretas and in Monterey. But what I'm trying to get at is that they're just like all right there. Like it's very easy to go see them. Yeah, it's cool that they're really close to shore there in uh, in Mexico in the Sea of Cortez. They did the whole uh, Our Planet, BBC did a whole sequence on that, just the the blue whales being close to shore. Because I mean, like here in, here in Santa Barbara, we get them, you know, for the most part, they're 20 miles offshore. So it's interesting that they See, go in Newport, a little you can bit get them literally a mile off the beach when they yeah well, exactly because Newport drops down to a thousand feet not even in like a mile ten off. seconds yeah. yeah but the uh, the Newport Canyon but in Monterey we get I mean do we we had a we've had blue whales right in front of the Monterey Bay Aquarium huh yeah many yep, times we yeah we've been we've seen them in water shallower than they are long yeah right there on the edge of the kelp. Yeah, I've seen them there a few times. We're like, damn, it's a blue hole right here. Yeah, there's a. I think you might have the picture of it actually, like fluking off of El Torito. That's how close they are. Like, right. Yeah, someone has <laughs> one of our circle of friends has a picture of yeah them fluking off of El Torito, and that's obviously. I have. I think I have video of it with Hopkins in the background. Yeah, I've seen them in front of Hopkins. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it was in front of Hopkins. Yeah, I've I've had one uh, right there in front of Hopkins, and we followed it all the way out. So yeah, it passed love, lovers, and yeah, went out the point. So nice. Let's see. Are you including pygmy blue whales in your number, Eric? I I I'm I'm uh, I'm con- I'm considering uh, populations, not species. One, two, three. All all. Four. All day and our, our our BMs, yeah. Five, six, big and small. Seven, I think this would make it a seven eight. 
No. Uh, well, they're saying that the Antarctic one is a subspecies of blue whale. Yeah, yeah. Not a pygmy, but it's an Antarctic subspecies. So then yeah. I guess that brings in the 8-9 debate. 8-9, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because so, they're also calling the Northern Indian Ocean subspecies. And then now we're talking about a Western Indian Ocean population. Yeah. Because they're like some of the articles are referring to them as subspecies, and some of them are referring to them as populations. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, hmm, hmm. That's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody agree on the same terminology, please. Let's not be like plant people. Yeah. <laughs> plant people. Well, they have the same. Plants have the same reproductive parts, and they call them different things. That they're fl- flowering plants or conifers or hey that's not that's not a stamen yeah it's annoying don't look at my pistol (laughs) (laughs) so what you guys are talking about right now chlorophyll more like borophyll hello everybody and welcome to the plant nerds podcast Uh, hey i would totally be down to i know the real plant nerds are like probably like whatever adam you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) there probably really is a plant nerds podcast oh there is for sure so I bought this succulent. I'm not succulent. joking. I bought a succulent. You did? You guys want to see it? I'm so proud of you. You're South African. Wait, where's the one that I gave you? He's ignoring you. In my front door. Oh. It's still alive? Awkward silence. <laughs> Eric is going to get his succulent. Okay, but he came back and I don't see it. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> do not rip it apart don't rip it open so eric has two succulents now dude you're like serious about this yeah all Is the this animals gonna become another hobby no i have enough animal hobbies animal living thing hobbies fair enough fair all enough right. um so that's all i have for whale news i have a couple things for like filmography stuff but this episode's already pretty long so do you guys want to save that for another podcast yeah, we should. Yeah, we're over an hour. Let's save it for the next episode. So, yeah. Um, so, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, and Happy New Year. And... Slater, your mic. We should have started with that. <laughs> yeah, we should have. <laughs> we, forgot, we forgot it was a new year. And uh, thank you to everyone that supports us on Patreon and all of you that are listening and sharing the podcast with your friends. Um, oh, and we hit over 3,000 followers on Instagram today. Oh, we did? Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Nice. nice so nice, thanks nice. for following along on there. And if you guys have um, topic suggestions or anything like that, definitely send it our way um, either through Instagram or Facebook or good old-fashioned email, however you want to do it. Um, because we'd be happy to know what you want to hear about. Yes, we would. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.